what's up? Welcome back to Cultivating Change. I'm your host, Brittany Hefner. I am so excited because it's another week, which means it's another episode. If you've read the title or description for this week's episode, then hopefully you are just as excited for this episode as I am. But before we dive into the hot topic of Kanye West and his conversion to Christianity, let's talk about our highlights and lowlights for this week. Highlights and lowlights. All right, so my lowlight for this week would probably be, let's see, it would probably be all the late nights I've had writing papers and different assignments for school. I have definitely not been getting the suggested seven to eight hours of sleep, but for those of you that don't know, I am a junior in college, and the way my school is structured is we have eight-week courses, so we have a fall A and then a fall B, which means we're doing a semester-long course, normally it's 16 weeks, so we're doing that in eight weeks, which means everything is fast-paced, double the amount of homework, but anyways, this eight weeks in particular, I am taking 21 credit hours, which is a lot. It's insane, I know, and I I did it to myself, so I really should not complain, and I also can't complain because I am a Christian studies major, so I absolutely love all of my classes, but it's just, it's finding the balance, getting back into a routine, you know how it is, like new classes, new professors, so just getting back into that routine, but it's been good, I really, but if I had to pick a low light, it would probably be that, but yeah, and let's move on, like enough about college stuff. My, let's see, my highlight for this week would probably be getting my car back. So I'm recording this episode on Wednesday. You'll hear it on Friday. But today, which is Wednesday, I got my car back, which is very exciting. And for those of you that didn't listen to last week's episode, or for those of you that did, you probably remember me talking about hitting a deer. (laughs) And my car has been in the shop for like three weeks now, and it's just been a hassle with insurance. But anyways, I picked up my car today and it's like it's brand new like it looks so nice and they detailed it so I literally have a new car it's the same car like it's the same car that I took to shop but it's like a new car anyways long explanation for that but it definitely makes me appreciate my car and transportation more so I am thankful for that but I want to hear about y'all's week like make sure you follow this podcast on Instagram just search cultivating change podcast and we'll pop right up but DM me your highlights and lowlights because I'm genuinely not just saying that. Like, I want to know how your week is going to. So, message me. Feel free. Let's get into the topic of this week's episode, Kanye West and Christianity. Literally two words I never thought I would say in the same sentence. But at this point, most of you have probably seen on the internet about Kanye West claiming to be born again. He has even begun to share the gospel and different scriptures in his concerts and has even started a Sunday service. This is a hot trending topic and I wanted to bring a biblical perspective to it. Kanye West is professing that Jesus is king. And as you are listening to this podcast, his new album titled Jesus is King has officially released. So as you're listening to this episode, I am listening to his new album, but as soon as you finish this episode, you should definitely go check it out, and maybe we can even do an add-on segment onto next week's episode to talk about it, so please let me know. If you listen to the album, send in any questions or send in any comments on his album because I would love to hear it, and I am very hopeful and excited, so definitely should check that out, 
But two disclaimers before we dive right in. First, my heart is very hopeful. Anytime I hear about someone being saved and starting to preach the gospel, my heart is just grateful. Whether that is Kanye West or anyone else, his celebrity status and his past mistakes do not change my hope for his salvation. Second, I I don't think that we have the authority to determine who is saved and who is not. Our first response should not be judgment and condemnation, but rather prayer and open arms. Prayer especially, like God is the ultimate judge and he is the authority. We do know through scripture that someone who is born again will show fruit and live out their faith and preach the good news. So with all of that in mind, let's start at the very beginning. A lot of questions have been circling around the internet about what does Kanye actually believe? How did Kanye come to Christ? Does he profess to be saved? When did this all begin? What should we think about his Sunday services? All of these questions and more. So in this podcast episode, I am going to share some of my thoughts on Kanye West because there is always a concern when someone professes that they believe in Jesus Christ because We want to know their theology and what they believe about who Jesus is and what is the gospel. So many of these questions can be answered in an interview that Apologia Radio did with Adam Tyson. And I'm going to have the like link to the full interview in the description down below so you can check it out for yourself. Because y'all, after I heard this interview, I literally had goosebumps because... What Adam, so Adam Tyson is Kanye West's pastor, and they regularly have Bible study together every week, so Adam is really the one who has begun to disciple Kanye and getting him founded in the scriptures and influencing his theology. And all that to say, I really want to talk about one important thing, because Jeff Durbin, who is the pastor at Apologia Church and also the leader of this podcast, he asked Kanye's pastor two important questions. Who is Jesus and what is the gospel? I want to take a few minutes to answer these questions so we can lay a clear foundation before we even talk about Kanye West because this is what I believe and this is what Kanye West's pastor also professes to believe and teaches as well at his church as well as what Kanye West is now professing to believe. So I believe Jesus is God in the flesh. He is fully God and fully man. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He lived a perfect life, and he never sinned. He was crucified, you know, the cross, and he died, and he was buried. But three days later, he rose from the dead, and this accomplished our redemption for any sinner who would believe in Jesus Christ and his work on the cross and repent, that we can be born again. Like, Jesus is now sitting at the right hand of the Father, interceding for us like right now like Jesus is still active guys like right now and that is who Jesus is but also like how is a person justified by faith alone by grace alone in Christ alone I absolutely love that I heard that from a pastor a while back like faith alone grace alone Christ alone but we have all sinned and we are all sinners by God's sovereign grace he saves our dark dark souls Because the scriptures clearly state in Ephesians chapter 2 that we are dead in our sins. There is nothing we can do to earn our salvation. It's not work-based. So with this knowledge of who Jesus is, what the gospel is, and what it means to be justified, we can know and be grateful that God has placed a godly man like Adam Tyson into Kanye West's life to speak truth. 
this is the stuff Adam Tyson has been pouring into Kanye. He hasn't been teaching him prosperity gospel. He hasn't, like, there is no one, there's no one, like, pointing a gun to Kanye's head being like, you have to believe this. Like, this is Kanye, y'all. Um, but anyways, this is something that needs to be praised because I'm going to play a short clip from the interview recording of Adam Tyson talking about when Kanye West started to come to his church and when he gave his life to Christ and a few of those details. So here's that clip. I started visiting our church back in mid-May and after he had visited two or three times, uh, he, he stands at the back of the church. He wants to talk to the pastor. And so I'm like, hey man, my name's Adam. What's your name? <laughs> he's, like, he's like, my name's Kanye. I'm like, hey bro, it's great to meet you. I heard that you've been visiting some. I hadn't seen you. I'm glad that you ain't hung out today so we could talk. He said, Pastor, I got to talk to you for a minute. I'm like, yeah, man, what's up? He said, about five weeks ago, I got radically saved. Mm. And I'm like, hey, man, what does that mean? What do you mean you got radically saved? And he just started telling me a little bit of his testimony. And, you know, it basically went something like he was raised knowing that, that God existed. He was told about Christ, that his dad was a Christian counselor, that he had been in church, and uh, that he'd been running from God. You know, and he made it big in the industry and as an African-American rapper and just the, all the popularity and all the fame. He just started chasing all the things of this world. But he said that it basically he just um, felt so uh, a weight of sin and the guilt of sin brought him down low. And he would say, you know, the devil basically just brought him to a place where he just felt like he was in bondage to his sin. And so he said, I got delivered. You know, so when you hear stuff like that, you want to verify that. So I'm like, hey, man, I'd like to talk to you. What, what do you mean? Y'all just heard it. Like, Kanye West told his pastor that he was radically saved, that he got delivered. Like, how freaking awesome is that? Like, not only does he profess that he was saved, but he is also beginning to share the gospel with others. He isn't just talking the talk. We are beginning to see actions and fruits. TMZ released a clip of Kanye preaching the gospel at one of his concerts recently in D.C. I'm going to insert the clip from that recording so you can hear from Kanye himself what he is saying. Like, what is he preaching? Is he sharing the gospel or is he sharing a separate version? So here's that clip. I want to let you guys know that I'm not here for your entertainment this afternoon. We're here to spread the gospel. Philippians 2. Excuse me if I mispronounce anything. I'm a recent convert. Uh, means I recently got saved within this year, so I'm not. Use this gospel for protection. It's a horror to heaven. We call on your blessings. In the Father, we put our faith. Y'all, when I heard this clip for the first time and he literally said, I am not here for your entertainment, but I am here to preach the gospel. Y'all, like that gave me chills. He went on to say that he was a recent convert and to forgive him if he pronounced anything wrong because he was reading from scripture. He was presenting the gospel and declaring the good news. Like how could we not be hopeful and thankful for this? If you have not heard yet, like Kanye West has begun to go to different cities and even countries and holding what he is calling Sunday services. It is a time of worship, and a message is also presented 
And I'm going to insert another interview, which was with Kim Kardashian, which is his wife. And she talks about Kanye's heart for starting these Sunday services, which he's been doing so regularly all over. Started this, um, I think, just to heal himself and made it. It was a really personal thing, and it was just friends and family. And he has had an amazing evolution of being born again and being saved by Christ. And he has now um, made it, you know, people always ask, well, what are you worshiping and what is this? It is a Christian service, like a musical ministry. It is, you know, they, they talk about Jesus and God and- Is there a ministry sing. there? Sometimes, so if okay. he goes to a different church where he has, they've shown up and done these surprise little pop-up Sunday services at other churches. So whatever pastor speaks there, um, and sometimes at the one in Calabasas, he'll have friends that are pastors that are in town get up and speak. But for the most part, it's just a musical ministry. Um, it doesn't, you know, he doesn't have his like 501-3C yet, <laughs> but, um, you know, to make it a, an official church. Right. But it is um, for God and, and it's a Christian church. I think that was sometimes people are like, well, what is this? And right. what, are they, right. what are they doing? But it started off healing for him. And now it's become something that he just really wants to share for everybody. Now that you know a little bit more about what his Sunday services are and hearing from Kim Kardashian, his wife, his heart behind it, I'm going to play this clip, which is my favorite clip, and also the last clip that I have for you guys, but it is a Sunday service that he held in Jamaica this past week, actually, and when I heard his message, it's just, it's so good, and I want you to hear it from him because this is coming from him. This shows you his heart. This shows you it is more than, it's more than an act. Um, but anyways, I'm going to play this clip, and this this took place in Jamaica, actually. You know, we as Christians, we get so beat up out the room, like, don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me how to really be saved. Don't tell me how to really follow Christ. And it ain't about pointing fingers at who following Christ the wrong way. Because the truth is inside the word. It's your personal relationship with God. It's your personal relationship with the Father that created everything. Nothing too hard for God. Power belongs to God. You see what happens is we'll want to make that step and give our life to Christ, but Sometimes there'll be people around that just throw you off course a little bit or it'll be something in the media that throws you off course that makes you not want to fully commit to it. People sometimes take, you know, like there'll be spiritual healers and different things. They'll take just a little bit out of the Bible, but then take it out of context. Nothing's too hard for God. The power belongs to God. Everything should be made good. I mean, just look at this choir right here. So many amazing, amazing singers that they they moved to California, a lot of them, singing in the industry, music industry, willing to sing for anything uh, other than God willing to sing about whatever subject matters that a record deal may have held. 
As soon as we put that choir together, we had the best singers possible all coming together singing for God. And that's how, that's how the Lord works. You could think that you're in such a dark, 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 dark place and feel like that light's not going to shine through, but he's always there. All you got to do is turn around and accept that light in your life. That faith. And it's faith, not by sight. It's not something that you got to see. It's not something that they're showing you in uh, social media. It's not something that they're showing on you, you and TV, something that they're telling you. It's something that's in the word, something that's in your heart, that's in our soul, that we have this connection. You know, when I, uh, this, this side of the year, I, I said, I'm not going to go one Sunday without starting a church. And then people told me, you can't, talk, you can't call it a church because officially it's this. And it's this. And I said, look, I'm just trying my best. I ain't got all the information. I just know I love God and I need to love him more. I know I call on God, but I don't call enough. You know, your grandmother be like, you ain't call enough. We don't call on him enough. We ain't got the words. We ain't got the plans. We don't got the minds to figure out everything that he's got planned and all the blessings that he's got in store. And then I surrounded myself with all of this beautiful melody. And it started with melody and it started with songs that just felt good. And a friend of mine said, the people need to have the word. They need to have solid food. There is nothing too hard for God. Nothing too hard for God. There is nothing too hard for God. This is my favorite. Jesus begins his ministry. Mark 1, 15. These are the first red letters in the Bible. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. That's my favorite right there. The first words of Jesus in the Bible. Repent and believe in the gospel. Devil won't storm won't deceive us. Devil won't let us deceive us. I don't listen to non-believers. I don't listen to non-believers. That's just the devil trying to deceive us. That's just trying to die to deceive us. That's the devil dying to deceive us. That he keep trying to deceive us. I don't listen to non-believers. I don't believe in non-believers because they don't believe us. Oh, we believe in Jesus. Oh, oh, oh. I don't believe in non-believers because they don't believe us or believe in Jesus. Trying to deceive us. Dying to deceive us. Dying 
to deceive us, doing everything they can to throw us off the path, to throw us off the track, to bring us right back, to make us snap back, to make us go a snap. And doing everything, everything they can to ruin God's plan, but it is in his hands. And everything he's planned is what it's I've been saying. It's everything I'm saying, and every day I'm praying. I'm falling on my knees. I'm praying, God, please. I'm praying for the man. I'm praying for the thieves. I'm praying for my fam. I'm praying for the world. I'm praying for my own I love a lot of what Kanye said in this video because he clearly says that the truth is in God's word and not in people's opinions or judgment. Like, that is so profound. And he goes on to say it's about your personal relationship with the Father. And then when he started rapping, like, I don't know about you, but when I hear all of this, like, I am just so hopeful. I see fruit and I see actions aligning with his new conversion to Christianity. There has been so much circulating the internet on his new faith, but I I want to I want to challenge us to think biblically about this. There are four main points I want us to walk through together. First, we cannot judge whether or not his conversion to Christianity is genuine. I want to take you to a passage of scripture that is a parable that Jesus told in Matthew 13:24 to 30. You might be wondering, what does this passage have to do with Kanye West? But first, let's read this passage. Again, it's Matthew 13, 24 to 30. So if you want to pull out your Bible or the Bible app on your phone, go ahead and look it up. And I'm going to start reading it. So it says, Jesus said, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while his men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared also. Okay, pause. So, so far in this parable, you have this farm, and on this farm you have wheat, but there is also some weeds that are planted alongside the wheat. So let's keep reading. And the servants of the master of the house came and said to him, Master, why did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have weeds? He said to them, an enemy has done this. So the servant said to him, Then do you want us to go and gather them? But he said, No, lest in gathering the weeds you root up the wheat along with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at harvest time I will tell the reapers, Gather the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. So what Jesus is saying is when a wheat and a weed is growing up alongside each other, you can't really tell what is a wheat and what's a weed. If you tear out all the weeds, you might accidentally tear out the wheat because exactly what Jesus said in this parable, like we are not skilled enough to see and notice the distinct difference between weed and wheat. In this parable, the man is instructing his harvesters to wait because over time, the wheat will continue to grow and the weeds will stop growing. And at that time, you will be able to distinguish what is wheat and what is weeds. The main takeaway I got from this parable and what I want you to get as well is that it is not our place to determine whether someone is a weed or a wheat. My point is, right now, it is not our place to try to determine if he is genuine or not. Jesus says over and over that it is over like we will know them by their fruit. Jesus says a tree is known by the fruit that it bears and this will be the test of our spiritual maturity. You can find that verse in Matthew seven fifteen to 20. 
Um, yeah, Matthew seven fifteen to 20. So I just, I want you guys to get that. Like, it is not our place to determine whether someone is a weed or a wheat. And again, that parable was found in Matthew 13, 24 to 30. Okay, the second point I want us to talk about is anyone who is for Jesus is on our team and not against us. And I mean someone who is for the one true God in the Bible, the triune God, not false teaching, not heresies, but someone who is for Jesus. There is only one God. There is only one gospel. So someone who is for Jesus is on our team and they are not against us. For example, Philippians 1. However, like a little context before I read this passage is the Apostle Paul, he is in prison, okay? He's in prison for preaching the gospel. And you can see Philippians 1, 12 through 18. I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. He is referring to his imprisonment, okay? So that it has become known throughout the whole guard and to all the rest that my imprisonment is for Christ. And most of the brothers, having become confident in the Lord by my imprisonment, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Some indeed preach Christ from envy and rivalry, but others from goodwill. The latter do it out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former proclaim Christ out of selfish ambition and not sincerely but thinking to afflict me in my imprisonment. What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is proclaimed. Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is proclaimed. And in that I rejoice. Yes, I will rejoice. Y'all, oh my gosh, there's so much to impact here. So even though Paul is in prison, he can rejoice because his imprisonment has resulted in the gospel being spread more. He is taking the opportunity to share his faith even in prison. Paul says he knows that there are people out there preaching with impure motives and some preaching with pure motives. But watch what he said in verse 18. Like He is stating that he does not care what their motives are, but if they are preaching the good news and people are being saved and coming to a knowledge and relationship with Jesus Christ, then that is what is important. That's what's more important. We should rejoice any time the name of Jesus and the gospel message is being proclaimed. Like we see that in scripture, rejoice, rejoice. We don't know what Kanye West's motives are, but it is not our place to determine what they are. If he is inviting people to come together on Sunday morning to worship our father and pointing people to the one true God in scripture, then we do not need to worry about his motives, but respond like Paul did in celebrating what he is doing and praying that God will continue to work in his life. My third point is this, be careful who you take counsel from. And what I mean by that is just because Kanye West is a popular celebrity does not mean his popularity and knowledge of hip hop transfers directly to the spiritual realm. We must remember when we see him on the stage that he might be a celebrity in hip hop, but he is still a baby Christian and figuring things out. As a result, everything that comes out of his mouth and that he tweets and posts, we must understand that this is all coming from someone who is a baby Christian. We must give him room to grow, just like others allowed us to grow when we were baby Christians ourselves. James White said this, 
Imagine what it would be like to be a mega celebrity convert. Your past, your connections, your businesses and acquaintances, your ignorance and your traditions, a huge mountain to climb. But then imagine you are the constant subject of social media buzz and chatter. Every misstep blasted by everyone. Every immature word magnified a thousand times on Twitter or Facebook. I am so thankful that I was converted as a child. And I think there is something to take away from this. Because he is in the spotlight. He is a celebrity. But we need to allow him room to grow. And that leads me to my fourth point. Pray for Kanye. As a family of Christ... Allow us to pray for our new brother in Christ instead of seeking out judgment and criticism. I want to challenge those that are quick to say, this is fake news, he is not genuine, to really think about where your heart lies because it is not like, it's like you are rooting for him to not be saved. So my question to you is this, do you really want him to be saved? Because what Kanye is doing seems to be genuine and a consistent thing. No one is forcing Kanye to do any of this stuff. He is doing this with millions and millions of dollars in his pocket. We need to give Kanye time to show his fruit. And we're starting to see actions being taken. His album is dropping today, so go check that out. And we also saw a few weeks ago that Kim Kardashian was baptized along with their kids this past month. Kim and Kanye also renewed their vows after he was born again. We are beginning to see so many actions on his end, a potential fruit, and this is encouraging to hear. While others are leery, I choose to be hopeful. If Kanye is a new convert, he will get things wrong. He'll probably have to work through bad theology he adopts, just like all of us had to upon conversion. We should be waiting and praying and patient with him, just like we would with any other human being. We should pray and rejoice in small beginnings. We should treat him like a human and not a celebrity because there is no such thing as a small beginning. Love him and pray for him. And that's that's the points I have for you on Kanye. And with all that being said, please send in any more questions you have about the subject. If you've heard certain things or certain articles or anything you want me to read, please send it my way. I have the email in my description, as well as feel free to message me on Instagram, Facebook, anything like that. I would love to continue this conversation, and I am glad to have this conversation. Now it is time to introduce a new segment that we will end every podcast with. And I've decided to call it, This is a Few of My Favorite Things. And for those of you that don't know the song or the reference, it is from the movie and the musical, Sound of Music, which I absolutely love. So this will just be a time where I can tell you some current favorites of mine, what I'm loving. So without further ado, let's get started. These are a few of my favorite things. A few of my favorite things, or what I am loving right now, would have to be candles. But not just any candles, fall scented candles. I love fall candles, especially because it's starting to cool down a little bit, especially in the mornings or the evenings, because one of my favorite things to do is when I get home, light all the candles in my room. And I say all because I have several, (laughs) but it just makes it smell so good and makes the room feel so homey. I don't know. I'm weird. I just, I love fall scented candles. Another thing I am loving right now is a book. I just started reading a book by John Piper called Don't Waste Your Life, 
And it is so good. Piper wrote this book basically pleading with this generation and the next to avoid the dangers of a wasted life, calling us to take risks and make sacrifices that matter for eternity. And that leads me into the challenge for this week's episode. Time for this week's challenge. My challenge for you this week is to do one thing that makes an impact for God's kingdom, whether that is sharing the gospel with a friend at school or work or anywhere, getting more involved in your church or finding somewhere to serve. We should love God and then love his people. So go out and show someone love this week and do something today that will have an impact for eternity. Once again, thank you for listening to this week's episode, and feel free to message me on Instagram or email me with any questions, comments, suggestions, topic ideas that you might have. Honestly, anything. If you just want to talk, you can find our Instagram and email in the show notes for this week's episode, along with a couple other resources I mentioned earlier about Kanye West. Thank you so much for your support, and I am blessed to be on this journey with y'all, and thanks for listening to this week's episode of Cultivating Change.